titties. <laughs> Why are we titties. so immature? I though? wish I had titties. Hi and welcome to Talking Body. This is our first episode and I'm here with Holly Frost. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are we today? Good. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Kidding. Nice to meet you so what have you done this morning? What's been happening? Um, been busy uh, just doing some online client work, um, doing some food prep, talking crap with you (laughs) patting your cat you know just all the the house stuff that we like to do lovely lovely house stuff (laughs) and business keeps me busy yeah so for everyone that probably doesn't know what you do do you mind just kind of explaining yeah I do mind (laughs) (laughs) what it is that you do all right so I am um, a female online fitness coach um, I have um, Holly Frost Fitness, an online business, as well as being a face-to-face personal trainer at one of Riderwear's gyms here in Adelaide. I don't know if you're going to have people obviously watching interstate, but in Adelaide, we have a few Riderwear gyms. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you never know. You never know. Stay never positive. Know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, one of their gyms is located at Tranmere here in Adelaide, and I'm a, a personal trainer at that gym as well. Awesome. And what... What made you want to be a personal trainer? Let's get in depth of that. So I've been involved in fitness, obviously a lot of fitness growing up. And it I, I did consider it a long time ago, mm. but um, I thought it was just like a massive risk. Obviously, you just you don't know how much business you're going to get. And you see a lot of like small businesses when they start up, they don't do too good and yeah. not reliable income. But um, the years went on and I found like lots of people were just naturally coming up to me asking me for advice in the gym when they yeah. saw my training they saw all the sport I was doing they just asked me I'm like okay well why don't I make something out yeah. of this and when that well that's it you sort of got to push yourself and that's sort of when we first started getting into the peak of COVID I'm like all right if I am going to be at home for a lot of time I want to study something yeah. and so I had a chat with my partner and I was like how would you feel about me going into study this this and this like do you think I could do this? And he's like, yep, he's so supportive. And I took that leap and I started studying with Fit College and um, best decision I've ever made. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, like, the steps in making your business, Mm -hmm. you obviously had did all your qualifications first and then you kind of made the executive yep. decision from there. Yep. Or- so lots of planning goes like went into it. So mm-hmm. even when I just started studying, I already planned like what I wanted my business to look mm-hmm. like and who I wanted um, to be my, my niche audience. And it's super important if you are going to start a business that you think about what you want your outcome to be and mm-hmm. like what steps you have to take to get there. Cause a lot of people who I was studying with didn't have a plan with what they yeah. wanted to do. So once they'd finished, they sort of, just stuck just to that. To yeah, yeah, they just worked for someone else, or they just were still doing their other jobs that they were doing and didn't do anything yet with their study because they weren't yeah. thinking thinking about what their next move already was. Whereas I already had a logo done, I had already um, planned out my business, I already sorted out all of the online platforms I was going to need to pay for to have my coaching yeah. up and going. So just organizations like a massive yeah. thing and like having a plan and just being proactive about it rather than just waiting and sitting around and seeing what happens yeah well yeah. I can tell you're a very organized person <laughs> and I really like it because I feel like Thank I'm you. a bit the same in some sort of way you are um yeah so your clients obviously you have a certain amount of clients and things yes. like that and yep. you're a personal trainer so a mm-hmm. lot of that would have started from 
like face-to-face PTing, yeah. but yeah. now you do onlining. So mm-hmm. do you mind just telling us what it is that you do for your clients? Like, yeah. besides just obviously like training them and programming yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, so absolutely. So a lot of my clients actually did come originally from being a face-to-face client because they they realized how much they, yeah, you, for example, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking exactly of you when I said oh, yeah. that. That's kind of you Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I said that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they realize how how much um, online coaching could work for them. So with online coaching, I um, have an app. So you usually have lots of different online coaches have different software, but one of the main ones is called Trainerize and you can get that branded with your logo and all that sort of stuff. So um, I program their training programs in different training phases on um, that app. They also get um, daily tasks assigned to them. They also get a nutrition goal because um, obviously if you're not a qualified dietitian, you, there's only a certain amount of um, advice that you can give someone. Yeah. So um, I stick to those guidelines and obviously help people out with trying to structure a like, nice balanced um, nutritional plan with themselves so they can learn and educate themselves what food's going to work for them and still try and maintain a social life like family life we still want to be able to make memories whilst trying to hit our goals at the same time so yeah. um, they get nutrition training program obviously like support is a massive thing like a lot of my clients a lot of them just come to me for like mental support because yeah. a lot of the time they do know what they're doing, but mm-hmm. they want a plan and they just want that reassurance and assistance that yeah. they're, um, that someone's there for them and encouraging them and yeah. just keeping them accountable. That's, that's a big part of it yeah. with online coaching is just having someone there being like, you're a slacker or yeah. you're slacking off or you're doing so well, like don't stress about this or someone just to show you your progress pictures side to yeah. side and say, this is working, yeah. don't give up sort of thing. Well, you have a personal relationship with your PT. Like it's called personal trainer for mm. a reason. Like yeah. they are literally a part of your life. In a yeah. way, they're probably your family in some sense. Like I know that you probably know a lot of shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably my therapist in some sort yeah. of way. But like... That's what you are. That's you're almost you like that's a counsellor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't just want someone to tell you about, you know, what you put in your mouth and what you need to do to, you know, you know, I don't even know how to describe and put it into words, but like tell you what to do when you get to the gym. Like you also want someone who's mm. going to be supportive and who's going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, be there for you because yeah. the thing is a lot of coaches, the right ones have been through all the shit that you're going exactly. through. So they know how to like relate to you so well and that, that makes it so much easier for them to understand how you're feeling and then they can help sort of guide you through that and like yeah. keep pushing you on so you know that you, you can actually get over that hurdle or whatever yeah. you're facing. Yeah. I think finding a PT is sort of like dating in a way. Like <laughs> you, you got to have a good relationship with them. Otherwise you like, do. You just like accept any yeah. personal trainer and mm. they're like, okay, so what are your goals? Oh, I, let's just say this person wants to lose weight. Okay, cool. Well, you need to not eat this and you need to not eat that. And it's like, yeah. well, you don't want that. Like yeah. you want someone who's going to be, personal and deep with you and it's a very personalized thing like everyone's got different like stuff going on with their bodies personal life they've all got different timelines yeah insecurities um so yeah yeah 
So what are your values when it comes to food and fitness and combining the two together mm. and your relationship with food? Like, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> Flexibility. <laughs> Persistence. Flex. Yeah, we need a bit of flex. <laughs> flex the muscle, flex the food, flex the titties. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is not an R-rated show. This, I repeat... All titties are in clothing. Well, we here. all know who takes the titties for tea over here. Definitely not me. But hey, that's you okay. never know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so yeah, persistence, flexibility, and um, consistency. Just and time. Mm. Time is gonna be your best friend. Yes, you can't just do an eight week challenge and then feel like that's gonna be all you need to do to get in the best shape of your life. Yeah, it's a you've learned it's a long term thing that you create routine and habits for the rest of your life, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. yeah so a lot of our listeners are learning <laughs> to have a better relationship with themselves. Um, what has been your journey with bettering yourself and learning to have like a better view of yourself? Mm. So it's it's always really good for you to um, pick a coach who's been through lots of different things. I've obviously not had a perfect run and I don't think anyone ever should. Um, There's lots of different phases in people's fitness journeys. And I definitely, when I started to get into bodybuilding, I learned so much about how much nutrition really does like manipulate your body composition. Like I didn't realize because when I used to do like ballet and dance back in the day, you ate whatever, you didn't have a diet, you didn't have a meal plan. You just ate whatever to fuel your body. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you get into bodybuilding, everything is sort of done a certain way. And for some people who have come from a background. So after I finished all my dancing, I obviously was used to filling my body like with so much carbohydrates. And when I ceased like a lot of my six days a week of dancing, like exercise, your body changes very fast, and especially like coming at the end of high school, hitting that like puberty age and everything, everything changes. And it was a lot to handle all at once. And especially when you see some girls who obviously are genetically a lot slimmer, fast metabolisms, all that sort of thing. You always compare yourselves. And so that was a bit of a rough stage. And then when you first get into bodybuilding, you're counting everything gram by gram, and that will either have a really good positive effect, but if you're not used to it, it can definitely have a negative effect on your mindset, especially if you're super OCD like me and you like to have everything gram by gram and perfectly controlled. Um, After I uh, first decided I wasn't going to compete um, when I was sort of doing a prep to get ready for one, I rebounded like really bad. And because I wasn't yet educated in how negatively yeah. that can affect your metabolism after. Education. Yeah, education. <laughs> um, and it's very good that you stick with a coach, even if you're not dieting down for something, being like in a maintenance or a surplus and looking after your body and just doing something to stay healthy, not even for a competition is always good because it really shows you all the different phases of, how you work on your body is not just all about dieting and you know that you've Mm -hmm. done like a really good um build phase with me where you were obviously not always comfortable with like your body in that that stage are you you just well i think you you definitely go through waves like i've been learning recently actually to start enjoying the more of the fluctuation of how your weight goes and i Mm. think that's something i definitely want to ask you is how you've managed that change in my mindset of embracing mm. your body when yeah. you know because you're a bodybuilder like 
you're not always dick skin lean yeah 100 lean and in fact that that small stage of that comp is the unhealthiest of probably yeah. what you'll ever be and, yeah. and that's because it's not supposed to be sustainable it's not sustainable no it's not something you're supposed to be in and that's why people will often i've actually had questions like why do people like bingey after the like the comp it's yeah it's because they've been so restrictive for yeah. so long and if they've not done it before too mm-hmm. they need they, they if they leave their coach straight away they don't have that guidance and it heavily affects their metabolism like you've literally been eating povo calories for Mm -hmm. so long that your base metabolism right your your base metabolism rate has gone right down so if you eat like normally to what you would have been back in the day of course you're going to gain weight really quickly because your metabolism is not used to handling that amount of energy in your body so of course your weight's going to go up quick and like being being a female, I think what's really helped me and as of in the last two years or so is um, tracking um, my food, um, tracking my period, and seeing together how those can affect even on the daily each other. So mm-hmm. um, tracking my menstrual cycle has allowed me to see um, a when I'm going to be craving things the most. Yeah. B, around my ovulation when I um, hold a lot more water and like right before my actual period period as mm-hmm. well, I see I'm going to probably look a little more, more bloated and hold more water. Yeah. Um, so by tracking my weight every day, not everyone has to, I'm just yeah. going to put a side note in there, yeah. but just like for a scientific sort of background, yeah. I like to just watch how my weight changes so dramatically, just yeah. even on a like daily basis. Mm-hmm. So it's never just going to be a down, 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 down when you're trying to diet. It's like us females go through so much yeah. shit with our hormones. Wow. Bodies are just so different. Oh, like I could literally just be within a week, even eating the, in a deficit and eating the same food, being 100% on track. I could literally fluctuate a kilo and a half, yeah. like just in a week. Yeah. yeah. I, I find myself like that when I'm on my period too. And like even... I don't fluctuate too much, but I find that I'm reasonably the same weight, but definitely when I'm on my period or depending on the day that I've weighed myself or whatever it may be, it it fluctuates all the time. And like you said, you shouldn't be looking at how much it's going down and you shouldn't be worried mm. about that because at the end of the day, your progress isn't going to be what's on the scale. It's going to be, you know, mm. how much muscle you've put on or how much... It's more no. body composition it, yeah. because I, I weigh 20 kilos heavier than I did before now than before when I before yeah. bodybuilding stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, but I look a lot leaner Ex- than yeah. I did as well. Like mm-hmm. I don't have as much body fat because you, everyone knows. I don't know if everyone knows, but in case you don't know, muscle weighs more than body fat. Yes. So the more lean muscle you gain underneath, the more you're obviously going to weigh. Yeah. And I think it looks so much healthier when girls have a little bit of um, shape on them oh, and it absolutely. looks nice doesn't it yeah yeah I remember well mid-year last year you know how I got really sick mm. and so like I was getting lots of questions about why like wow you look amazing like are you in a deficit and I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, actually not eating enough <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm in a deficit because I've been so unwell like I had the stomach flu and comparing photos of my leanest then to then now was like oh my gosh I was horribly lean like compared to now you can tell that I like that muscle composition has changed like I've actually 
look lean in a sense because of the muscle that I've gained, mm. not the other way. Yeah. Now because I've lost yeah. like body fat. Whereas then I think it was more body fat because I was so ill because I couldn't put anything in my body to sustain mm. anything. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not, and this is what we grew up thinking that the less you eat, the skinnier you're going to get, yeah. but really your bodies are going to survival mode and your bodies are going to hold on to anything it gets in it at that point. Like any fats exactly. you put in it, any of this and that you put in it, it's going to hold on to it because it's trying to survive. So if you're only eating 600 calories a day, you, you're not going to necessarily lose weight. You, mm. you might just stay where you are or even gain weight once you start introducing a proper amount of calories or energy yeah. to your body. And that's what happens to a lot of girls who come on board with me is they've been eating maybe 1,000 calories a day and I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is so bad for you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially being a female, it's, it's nice for us to have some good fats in there. Yeah. We need it. Um, so it generally is a shock to them. They're like, oh, this is so much food. My body's not used to eating this much food. I'm like, well, enjoy it. This is how much food you should be having. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, what is it that you love about bodybuilding? Like, obviously, there's a lot of uh, stereotypes and a lot of negative persona around bodybuilding, which yeah i don't exactly love all the time like i used to probably be that person that would be like oh my gosh bodybuilding it's ridiculous <laughs> but that's because i didn't have the proper education back then whereas you know it's actually somewhat it is a good sport for you like i, I can't sit here and say that it's unhealthy like so many people have come up to be me and said like how are you doing this yeah because like they just look at the end result and they go this is so unhealthy why are you doing this and it's like well no the journey of it is not unhealthy it's actually probably a lot healthier than what you're doing right now it's just that end result obviously to get onto stage but like not everyone does that to have that end result like yeah. that's not what it's about and it's not and if you're going into it for that reason just for that one stage day you're not you, you shouldn't be doing it yeah because that's the main part that I enjoy about it is literally that process leading up to it. It's mm-hmm. and that's I I actually haven't stepped on stage yet, but yeah. I've done the process um, probably like six times. Yeah. Um and you know what? I don't actually mind because I've enjoyed seeing how much mentally I've benefited. Mm-hmm. I have just leveled up so much with my mindset and my determination and just my daily routine and habits that I've got out of creating this lifestyle. Just so so worth it it's worth doing all the hard work and you learn so much about your body too and like what what sort of foods affect your body like how this training um actually makes you look leaner Mm -hmm. than what people probably think bodybuilding does like women don't realize that people who look really big boy like arnold Mm. are probably taking something yeah or if someone is looking a bit chunkier per se Mm -hmm. it's because they probably aren't in a calorie deficit like they think they are they're probably consuming too much energy um for their body compared to what they're outputting energy wise so um people don't realize how much training and how many years of training it takes to actually get a lot of muscle especially for women we put on a lot slower than men so training is so beneficial so that's the best part about the whole bodybuilding process is learning about your body and just the grind and just how it challenges you and sets good 
good habits yeah. for day-to-day life exactly and I, I think going into it it's very much down to mindset and how your mindset works because if you're going into it thinking I want to look a certain way or I'm going to take this because I want to look like him or her vice versa I think it's just it's not a sport for you or it's it's not something that you should be doing like I've known people that want to look a certain way so they they have that quick fix and they'll take that certain thing Mm. to get there quicker and it's like it's it's not about that if you if you had a better relationship with yourself you wouldn't be looking at it that way and I think it all just comes down to bettering your relationship with yourself and I think I'm all about that right now like you'll quote me you hear me so much (laughs) saying like it's because your relationship with yourself isn't that good or like you know, you need to, you just need to take time and actually just sit with yourself and actually let yourself be bored. Like, just be fucking bored and just sit there. Just in case you guys didn't get that, Brooke thinks you should be fucking bored. <laughs> and just like, just really just sit with yourself and that way, you know, you can learn about yourself and learn the reasoning behind why you're doing everything. Like, if you don't know why you're doing something, then you should be questioning why you're doing it. Like yeah. you need to have, especially for if you are ever thinking about competing, you need to have a very strong why yeah. and have been doing it training consistently because you actually like it yeah. for years beforehand. You need to have goals. Like even just stepping foot into the gym, like why why do you want to step foot into the gym? Like, you know, like are you wanting like what's your goal? Like are you want wanting- Not just to perv on guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just let's make that clear. That's not what Brooke looks like in the gym most of the time. <laughs> You know, what What are you there for? Are you there to get stronger? Are you there to lose a little bit of weight? Or are you there to gain muscle? Or are you there because you want to look pretty? I'm sorry, <laughs> but that is not a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, what could you recommend for people wanting to potentially get into bodybuilding? Or even what are the things that you... Sh- should recommend to people if they're even wanting to get into competing like yeah what are the things that they need to know what are the things they need to avoid yeah etc um get a coach as soon as you know that competing is definitely something that you could potentially be interested in hire a coach hire hire someone um not shop holy from kidding um you need to find a coach and not shop around but Ask questions to people who you're potentially thinking of and see who's going to work best for you and fit, fit best for you because you're going to be working with this person for potentially um, quite a long period and that's another thing you should be prepared for, that you're going to need to do some sort of off-season work before you go into a competition prep because the actual comp prep part, yeah, might be only 20 weeks, but you don't want to just go to a coach and just start from there. Mm-hmm. You need to do the work beforehand get yourself to a healthy space with your metabolism before you do dieting. Um, You also need to be mentally prepared. So by doing off-season with a coach, you go through little small mini-cut stages and you know how you're mentally going to handle being in a calorie deficit because it's, A, like what you said earlier, it's not a healthy place to be with your body Mm -hmm. is in a massive deficit. So by seeing how you respond mentally and physically um, 
first in an off season to these little mini cuts will show you how you might handle being in a long-term deficit for a competition prep Mm -hmm. um being financially stable that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons i haven't competed a few times before now is that it's expensive Mm -hmm. it's an expensive sport um everything uh, it is and it's very socially isolating you don't get to go to social events and if you do you take your own food Mm -hmm. um if you're actually committed to it you do take your food to social events you have to miss out on friends birthdays i've missed out on your birthday before because i couldn't go um but because i understood yeah i was like yeah i understand where your mindset was at so i wasn't faced by it but other people can take that wrongly and i think it they're not your people then yes it depends and i think another reason sorry i'm overlapping you but like (laughs) your friendship group and the people that you surround yourself with I think network. is such yeah. an important aspect too because if people don't understand those reasonings for example yeah. if you can't make it then like you know it's your own personal journey your growth this is something that you want to do and if they don't support that then maybe they're and not it's not the a personal thing either no. like it's not like you didn't want to go it's yeah. just that you need to prioritize this other thing for just now and it's, yeah it doesn't just apply to like competing either if mm-hmm. you're someone who's for like a medical health reason mm-hmm. needing to lose weight or diet down yeah your friends and family should understand that and not try and enforce what they think is the right thing oh, to do yeah. on you and it's like drinking too oh gosh i feel like we've had this conversation <laughs> like if australia us aussie people we're mm. so much like we are very influenced by alcohol and we drink a lot and you know if you go to an event and you say hey i'm sober tonight or i'm not drinking tonight they'll be like mm. oh why or what are you drinking oh just a coke no sugar that's what i'm having they're like why aren't you having something yeah, and it's like because maybe i don't want it <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because i'm not a heavy drinker or like i can I don't want to feel like shit the yeah. next morning. Like, yeah. And if we want to like, respect that. <laughs> and if we want to enjoy one, we will. But just because we're not having it today doesn't mean we're just a person who should be isolated and left out of events because we're just not drinking. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very much a person that's not a big drinker. And if I do drink, it's very rarely. And I'm not saying that I won't have a glass with dinner or something like that or like every now and then, but... Should I tell them you're having a glass of wine right now? (laughs) (laughs) But I just... She doesn't, by the way, people. (laughs) I just... I'm not a very good um, consumer with it. Like, constant consumer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It just doesn't go well with me. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it as much. Yeah. I used to be a very big spirit drinker, but now I'm more of a wine gal. A wine gal. Yeah, Adelaide's definitely getting to me (laughs) (laughs) wine is good yeah but yeah um i think that i don't know what else i think but i definitely it's your brain hurting (laughs) my brain is very much hurting (laughs) i definitely think that yeah people need to consider everything and they just need to respect themselves by you know setting those boundaries and I think boundaries are so important when it comes to this sport and when it just comes to people in general like relationships partnerships friendships I think as you get older boundaries are just so important like I probably haven't seen you in such a long time but like we understand that life gets busy and that 
you know, things can happen, but it's the quality of time that you spend with someone That's over, it. you know, the quantity of time. And, and it's making that time too. Have you ever seen those memes where they're like, um, <laughs> hey, friend, I want to catch up. Um, let's schedule in for like June. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like in two years' time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're my yeah. best friend. You live like not far from me, but we're going to schedule in 12 months' oh, time to I've catch up. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we should catch up. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so, what are you free in like two years in March? <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. But it's so true because life just. Life Adult just, life, especially. Yeah. Just keeps getting busier and busier and the spare time's a luxury and that's it family and then work and yeah everything life is just crazy but a good kind of crazy I yeah think. yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> anyway thank you for coming on to the podcast i really appreciate you and i, I appreciate you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate all of your knowledge and your education i've definitely enjoyed my time with you and i'm so glad that i met you because i very (laughs) i very much benefited from everything that i've learned from you and i think i've taken everything on board and i honestly think i've grown more as a person having a personal trainer so if anyone (laughs) is really honestly (laughs) honestly invest in yourself if anyone is like thinking of like if they're on the sideline or like hanging off a cliff wondering whether they should get a personal <laughs> trainer or not. Yeah, but do Take your the research. Leap. Take, Take the, the leap. leap. Do the research. Um, Educate yourself. Even if it's like not, you know, it's not going to be a long-term thing. The education that you'll get out of it, yeah. that you can take away from your experience, mm-hmm. is only going to level you up. Like exactly, and even if it's just for six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, a bit more than maybe. six weeks <laughs> would be good. <laughs> but you know, like even if it's just for a couple months, like it doesn't have to be like a full-time thing. But the knowledge and the relationships that you build are just so important, and the things that you learn. And honestly, I think that you learn so much about yourself. Oh yeah, and I think my mentality has so completely changed. Like so much grit yeah determination and all of that you know the classic that they're saying discipline over motivation or whatever they say it's it's very much true and you develop that along the way like in the end once you have routine you don't need bloody motivation to motivate you 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 find people who have like a good mindset just like yours too Mm -hmm. like it's it's really good once you start going to the gym you like might give this girl a compliment at the gym yeah. or, or dude whatever whoever's yeah. listening to this <laughs> dudes um, dudettes. Dudettes. um you start developing those relationships and then you like sometimes you just get you find some really great friends out of it oh you do because like, they're interested in similar things to you and it's yeah it's a really cool thing it's yeah. a really cool thing and yeah creating friends in the same environment is so important and it's so mm. much fun like I love it. So many people ask me, how do you have the motivation to keep going? And I'm like, well, like the people, the, you know, the things that you've gained. Or Holly, really will, or Holly will smack me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, like once you have that routine, I think it's just normal to keep going. Mm. Even on those days where, yep, motivation is definitely not there. You're like, future Holly will regret. Yeah. Pre, right, current Holly, if she does not get current holly to the gym (laughs) future holly will be thankful yeah so i i think yeah lots of fun love by the way i love your shoes i've just been looking at them thank you nike technos is that what they are yeah trying to look for them i can't find them anywhere rachel dylan they had them on in her um that orange and pink photo shoot that that launch she had with that collection i've been wanting some of her like the 
How crop, good crop shop boutique. Yeah. So good. Uh, Riderwear has a new collection momentum yes. out that looks exactly like her stuff too. So if you if you want to try some stuff on in person that looks similar to crop, crop shop boutique, right away. Yeah. I've got some really I stuff. was thinking that, but I'm just like, I really just want to try the crop shop, you know, just even if it was once burgundy cover or something. <laughs> but yeah, those shoes are so cool. Like I bought like two pairs of shoes the other day, but I'm like, I'm wondering, are they like a walking shoe or what are they? I would not use these for leg day. They yeah. are very foamy, yeah. but good for walking, good for upper body days when yeah. you want to look a little bit more bougie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to, you know, come to my house and like I've got no shoes on, so you're definitely winning over here because you look so colorful. Brooke's so pleb right now, she's barefoot. I look like a bogan, I'm sweating so much. Excuse me, are we being unkind to ourselves? (laughs) Body positivity, Miss Brooketh. (laughs) Sorry, guys, I just want to make a uh, normality of the fact is that we do it's normal to also shit on yourselves too as much yes. as we are against it because we do love ourselves and we're building relationships with ourselves but like it's you know we're not all like i love myself all the time you know we do have insecurities everyone does even the most positive influencer or, or whoever you see online yeah they're Instagram is a bunch of highlights. I was going to say, social yeah. media is a fraud. <laughs> they prob- they probably cried 20 minutes ago before they put up that selfie of them looking like the happiest day of their life. Yeah, looking hot as fuck. They probably <laughs> had mascara dripping down their face like five minutes before. And- That's it. You just never know what someone's been through during their day. So don't yeah. you think that you're not equating to them. Or that your feelings aren't valid. Yeah. Yeah, because as much as this podcast will be all about validating yourself – like it's it's okay to have a shit day every now and then like or feel shitty about yourself that is why you're potentially listening to this (laughs) 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 to not make yourself feel shit anyway um thank you all for listening and thank you so much holly for coming that's all right anytime miss brooke (laughs) oh my gosh i really enjoyed today anyway ciao (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye